You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back, Fem Fam. We have two guests for you today. Um, so let me let's talk about first how I found out about them. Uh, so one of the main producers of the Geekscape Network, Matt Kelly, introduced us to Marissa Pona and Vanessa Wright, who co-run the Renegade Film Festival. Um, he suggested them because their film festival is horror based and really concentrates on marginalized voices. So he thought they would be great people for us to talk to. And I got to listen to their episode on Horror Movie Night, which is a podcast that he co-hosts, also part of the Geekscape Network. So if you guys haven't listened to Horror Movie Night and you like like horror movies that aren't necessarily the most popular, well-known ones, like... There's some on there. I was just like browsing the titles. I was like, oh my God, they did that movie? That's <laughs> hilarious. So check it out if you're a horror fan. Highly recommend. But these ladies run the Renegade Film Festival. As I said, it is horror-based and marginalized voices. Um, they went from the Women in Horror Music Festival and just really expanded it. So it includes not just horror too. Like they've got a little like sci-fi and thriller and, you know, the, the genres. But yeah, all of the voices, you know, we're talking... We're expanding it to LGBTQ and race and disability and just all the voices that don't always necessarily get to share the spotlight, which I think is really important. And then individually, the girls are doing their own shit, man. Like, they are successful women in the industry. They're both filmmakers, and Marissa co-hosts Jersey Ghouls, which is another horror podcast. Also highly recommend. They have a (laughs) lot of fun on the show. Like, I mean, guys, listen, if you're a horror fan, DM me because I've got a ton of like podcasts and internet zines and like all kinds of things I can direct you guys to. Yes, (laughs) she does. Yes, she does. (laughs) But uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. We had a lot of fun talking to the girls. The best of times. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) They're a lot like us in the the respect to in their partnership. So we just, we love, you know, finding those healthy, well balanced partnerships that um we strive to be because <laughs> it, it teaches you you just like learn a lot too about what they've been through and what they stand up for and so there's just like a lot of great takeaways but also just a lot of nonsense and fun <laughs> that we have in our partnership too so I think it the you guys will just love um the camaraderie I love that word it's like hard for me to say but I love it camaraderie it is it's a little bit of a tongue twister uh, right right but we all yeah. we've all we're all like just love what we do so much and I think you guys mm-hmm. will also just have fun listening in <laughs> so yeah on that note enjoy enjoy radio voice <laughs> <laughs> always always <laughs> 
And then yeah, you were it's... both in Atlanta. Are you are you from Atlanta or just the festivals in Atlanta? Just well, I live in Atlanta. Okay. I'm not from here. But <laughs> I'm I've been here long enough that I think I'm considered local. Um no. <laughs> don't worry i will never consider I, you from from georgia well it's so time I mean, i've been here since 2001 so i'm kind of like oh, wow. fuck that's a long I know. time i'm old lady <laughs> yeah but you still have northeast sensibilities so you're fine fair we yes. can't lose those we can't no, exactly those. that's right the yeah, west coast you no. gotta be careful too you don't want to lose your east coast sensibilities exactly <laughs> no i vanessa i totally feel you like i can't believe it's like been past seven years living here and i feel like once you hit that decade you're like fuck i am yeah i am which cool like happy to be on the west coast <laughs> but like yeah don't want to lose the northeast sensibility <laughs> no it's crucial no, it's it's true it's true and i'm i'm happily holding down the fort in the northeast in new jersey so <laughs> jersey yeah. I love I love a good uh, north northeast transplant in LA. I feel like those are my people oh, when I go to LA. Always. Yes. Oh, that's why Tess and I get along so well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we found each other in an acting class, and it was like, bam! Like I fuck with this girl. She she <laughs> is on the same wave with me. We just go go. We get it done, and we have some fun, and we can just be straight up. It's great. We love it. For our listeners. Um, just kind of give us a real quick who you guys each are individually, you know, what it is you do besides the film festival, and then we'll get to, get into all of that. But yeah, just let us know who you are, what you do, all about you. Vanessa, why don't you start? You're the real brains of this operation. Oh, <laughs> stop it. You're telling lies again. Um, yeah, so I am independent of the fest. I am also a filmmaker. I write and direct. Um, I'm a mom. What else? These are the questions that like should be the easiest. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I do. <laughs> Who am I? It's always it's yeah. essentialism like, what's story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm always like, I don't know. I like cheese and <laughs> coffee, not together. Although well. one time I did have some cheese sticks with a cup of coffee, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> I just had um, my dad visit and it's actually like a very Colombian thing to like dip your cheese. They have like a mountain white cheese in their hot chocolate or coffee. What? So cheese and coffee is a thing, y'all. It's a Latino so, thing. Yeah, my family rocks it too. Hey. <laughs> Who knew? I, make me honorary because I did it. Didn't even know. And I was like, mm, you got to do a few more things. I need some cheese with your coffee I'll to be an honorary Latinx. Thank you. <laughs> so she That's, likes cheese. Uh, she likes coffee. And what stories are you passionate about writing or directing? Like what, what got you kind of started there? Um, I... I there's a wide range of stuff that kind of gets me. It really depends. Um, I think really clever humor will grab me a lot. Um, as far as horror goes, I think anything that has a lot of atmosphere and allows me to really peel back the onion and play with a lot of layers and subtext that gets me super excited. Um, love that short answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that totally works. And what about you, Marissa? Tell us about yourself. 
Hi, my name is Marissa, and I enjoy long walks on the no, oh, wrong, wrong interview. I'm sorry. I was like, you're doing better. <laughs> wrong interview. No, I have to say that um, about five years ago, I like to think of Vanessa as my gateway into all of this magical world of, of indie horror and filmmaking, because about five years ago, she let me uh, PA on a set for her, and I was just a bumbling idiot, and I just stood around and marveled at her at her talents and have always, I, I stalked her a little bit for a couple of years. Little does she know that this year when we finally officially partnered up it was like single white female for her like she doesn't know yet but she will be. you were like ah oh, yeah. the plan she's gonna show together. up in jersey and i'm gonna be dressed the same way and I'm, it's gonna get weird so, i am absolutely matching buns yes perfect everything um i will be i'm just beyond honored to be partnered with her for this film festival uh in addition to being partnered with someone who's an incredible filmmaker and festival director i am also in jersey ghouls the podcast and i am also a mom and both to dogs and to children although who knows which one I'm doing better probably the dogs um, <laughs> well your dog doesn't go back into the woods and like no, that's true like run a and do satanic so, rituals that's true so yeah exactly <laughs> you're doing better there yep. and, yeah I just that's, I'm just and, yeah that's that's amazing and so you guys met five like in person because we know the stocking period could have varied sure like, yeah a couple a years yeah at, at the fest I think was our first face-to-face meeting oh yeah and it was hysterical because right? she was like in a glitter suit and like everyone oh, any, like surrounded by incredibly important people and like you know uh Heather Langenkamp and Adam Marcus and all these amazing human beings and every time I like try I was like I'm gonna go talk to her watch I'm gonna be so cool and I'd like walk up with my drink in my head like all, and then I'd check it out I hope you were doing those jazz I, whoa, that's <laughs> what I always yeah I just and, and on our podcast it's great but yeah you can, they're really some sick moves and I would, I mean I chickened out every time I maybe spoke three words to her little did you know like so this past fest my glitter suit I'm I need a stylist I need someone to help tell me what to wear (laughs) I've been standing outside we're getting to walk in for opening night and Amanda West is like oh I love look what you've done I was like these are pajama pants nice (laughs) I ladies I want to make a quick distinction because I I think I got a little confused but for our audience to know too so Mm -hmm. the women in horror film festival that's the one you that's the festival you both were a part of starting like back in four years ago, five years ago. And now yes. you launched your own festival film festival. It's the same fest. We rebranded. Ah. Um, yes. It was time to evolve um, and, and grow. Honestly, I think, you know, the women, so the women in horror film fest was launched in 2017 was mm-hmm. our first event. Mm-hmm. And I think it was great. It was needed at that time. And Mm -hmm. I think as the years started to go, I started realizing that I think we were missing a huge chunk of some underrepresented voices because the name in itself, you know, led a lot of people to think like, oh, you, you have to be a woman who, and I'm like, oh, read the fine print. So we decided to rebrand and, and really try to open our doors a little wider to be a little bit more inclusive love and so it's the renegade film festival now rebranded and yeah what uh what are just building on that like what are you what is it really encompassing now um because I feel like horror is still like a big theme and Mm -hmm. I want to hear more about like what types of horror like you both specifically like because there's so many subgenres, right and oh and we take them all (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome 
because it's, it's it's a pretty wide umbrella. Marissa, you answered this one because you're better with the words when it comes no, that's, to that's that's not well. Thank you. Um, you yeah, are. no, we <laughs> we definitely are still very much a genre festival. I mean, we we love and take any sorts of horror, and we tend to kind of break it into categories when we're creating blocks and kind of marketing the films for the the filmmakers. But we realized that we were really missing so much of the underrepresented and often marginalized voices, especially in a genre that can be, let's be honest, super toxic and (laughs) um, still very, very misogynistic in a lot of ways. So we were kind of combating that and doing it in a way where we were like, well, let's not just limit it to women, let's branch out. And now we are so stoked to be really representing like BIPOC voices, LGBTQIA plus voices. I mean, just even Freaky, the uh, the screening from Blumhouse that we're getting for the festival this year is written and directed by people in the LGBTQ community. So we're really focused on elevating voices that often don't get a seat at the table and we'll take any genre I mean personally I am a huge fan of anything that like you said like Vanessa said has a little meat on its bones but we get so much from so many different places and it's so cool to just kind of experience what horror is becoming as we continue to evolve and it's just really exciting and looking beyond the director's chair you know I Mm -hmm. think a lot of these kind of genre specific events often you know try to look primarily at, at the director, honestly, um, and so much more goes into making a film. And I'm saying this as a director, like ego out the window. It yeah. is a team sport Hell and there yeah. are a lot of heavy duty creative roles. And so we really try to honor that. So our criteria does look beyond just the director's chair. Yeah, I first came on as a screenplay judge and um, I'm an English major at heart and that's where my background is. And like, I was floored by the talent of the writing. And I feel like we do celebrate a lot of different people in a lot of different positions. Like we look at the actors, we look at the directors, we look at the writing and it's kind of one of the cool things. And and just as someone who was a fan, when I went to my first festival, the, the vibe and the feeling of inclusion and just like the safe feeling that the festival was really was a magic that I had never experienced at any other festival or con or anything like that and that's really what I fell in love with and why I'm here is because I really believe in this idea of creating a space for filmmakers in the horror genre that is so inclusive and so celebratory and kind of checks all that toxic crap at the door I agree and it was it was a shaky year that first year because you know Harvey was going down um Mm -hmm. and you might need to edit this because I don't remember which it was to so correct me, but is it, was it fantastic fest that year? There was some serious, there was a lot of, of there really was some cringy, toxic, toxic yeah. back stuff, you know, stuff going at some like really larger tier genre fest and everything else. And then here we were first year fest. And I'm like, Oh shit. People are going to be like really hesitant to come. I think they're going to be nervous. I don't know. You know, we had celebrities coming that first year, which was kind of unheard of I think I just yeah that's you know, cool <laughs> we got like well I've got a lot of friends and family that that do a lot of big studio stuff so it was like hey I know so-and-so do you want me to put you in touch and I was like yeah please <laughs> um like I'll never forget so my cousin uh was on um American Horror Story mm-hmm. and she uh, behind the scenes not on the show um and she was like oh you you know you should talk to Heather Langenkamp and I was like I I should how do we make that <laughs> And she reached out to her and she was like, oh, I gave her your number. She's going to be calling. And she did. Like, I was like, hello. She's like, oh, hi, Vanessa. This is Heather Langenkamp. I'm like, I know who you are. I'm going to not freak out right now. (laughs) 45 minutes later, she's like, what can I do to help your fest? I think this is amazing. And she called everyone she knew. And I was like, okay. 
Yeah. Come party. Yeah. This would be I great. Love that. She's yeah, still yeah, one of our biggest champions, I would argue. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so awesome. That's so awesome to have that support. Yeah. And I, I told her, I was like, you... you're stuck with us now. Yeah. <laughs> you're part of the family, whether you like it or not. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that you guys mentioned um, how it's how you're concentrating on filmmaker being like everything, not just director. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so important because we do automatically think of director being the filmmaker. And I know for me, it's important that like I label myself as an actor and a filmmaker mm-hmm. in filmmaking. Mostly what I concentrate on is producing, mm-hmm. but I do, I mean, Carolina and I do independent filmmaking. So you do everything, but like she likes to concentrate on producing and directing. I don't like to direct. So, you know, for me, it's important to just say filmmaker because I do have a hand in more than just that. Oh one yeah, label, she does. You know, and it's not <laughs> yeah. just, and it's not directing specifically. So I really like that you guys Yeah, do that, I feel you know? totally the same. I feel yeah. completely the same. Well, especially in independent film, which is obviously what the fest really showcases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, we can get a couple of studio pictures here and there to, to, to screen, but really it's, it's independent cinema. And right. as independent filmmakers, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have the budgets to hire all of those people and to say, you do this and you do that. Like oftentimes if it's your film, if it's your baby and you're sweating and bleeding for this thing, you're going to be doing a lot of it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. my first film, I was like, I was producing, I was crafty. I was directing. I wrote the script. I also did wardrobe. Uh, you know, like <laughs> she, assistant and, you know, to the just, regional manager. She did everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, Amazing. And, and you hope that you have a good enough support team that everybody's like, you know, this is, this is not, I mean, yeah, we run things professionally, but it's like, right. look, if I'm picking up sandbags, so are you. So yeah. like, let's, let's just go and get it done. A hundred, one thousand percent. So I, yeah, I love that you, you celebrate all that because it is, it is a team, very much a team effort in the independent space. I think creatively as well. I mean, how many times you get together with someone you're like, okay, I have an idea for a film. Here's the script. Now, what do we need to do to make it happen? And that's when the magic starts happening because you've got everybody who's putting an input and then you know, you're working with your cinematographer who's going to be like, oh, well, if we do it from this way, or what do you think about this? Or let's try this. And then that's their input. And then you've got special effects offering what they can do to, you know, I mean, it's so much creativity goes into it beyond that singular person. And I'm just, I'm just pumped that somebody else said that they love to produce. Cause I feel like whenever I'm like, I love producing, people are like, really? Like, I mean, it makes Vanessa (laughs) and I a great pair because she's a director and I'm a producer. So I'm just buzzkill. Um, And I don't, I don't like producing. Well, I love it. (laughs) I take that back. I would totally do it if it wasn't my own thing that like, I, I I wouldn't want to wear two hats, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if I'm wanting to direct something, no, I I have to, Marissa's stuck with me and as that's, well. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's perfect because there's nothing I love more than Debbie doubting your crazy ideas. So. Right. <laughs> you Ooh. guys are us. Wait a minute. Wait, this is like us. This is She'll be us. like, can we blow up an entire town? And I'm like, of Legos? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll get you a real nice model. You can do it. <laughs> no, and I think that's what, I mean, Tessa and I have talked about this numerous time on times yeah. on the show that that's like, what makes our partnership so great because we, I think you can respectively challenge each other. It like Mm -hmm. helps you figure out creative solutions, which is like, I think the biggest thing is if you're just hearing 
you know, someone else who is coming at, you know, more logically when you need to be more creatively at a moment and then vice versa. Like, it's just well that's what independent filmmaking is it's creative yeah. problem solving <laughs> all yeah. the time I period yeah <laughs> period um yeah. so- i mean just to give a concrete example to our listeners because we've been talking about the feature that we're working on for a few mm-hmm. episodes when carolina first came to me with the idea like just a very you know broad basic idea of it i was like i really like it it sounds really interesting but it sounds like it's gonna be really expensive like i don't think we can make this as a feature and like afford it you know right and I was like but you know write it down table it like we'll come back to it someday whatever and then eventually she did and she made it into a micro budget and we're gonna be able to produce it now you know so it was just that balance of like here's this really cool idea and it's like yeah it's a really cool idea but we gotta be realistic okay let me go on you know and just that back and forth and yeah and (laughs) Tessa's advice to just like write it down is just so key I think a lot of times like don't don't let that idea go like you know, mark it down because you never know what you can creatively come up with later. Mm-hmm. And it's evolved oh, into a better story anyways. Like yeah. I love the the parameters that or, you know, kind of the low budgetness of it has made it a better yeah. story for me. <laughs> yeah. I tell writers that all the time. I'm like, don't don't like edit as you're writing for budget. Like just mm-hmm. just write your story and a good producer will will help figure it out and solve those expensive issues. Right. If there are yeah. any. And, and that's, that's what I love about producing is like finding, okay, like I want to make my dream happen. So how do I do it? And then pitch it to Tessa. So then yeah. she approves yeah. it and we can right. like make it happen. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the things I love about the fest too, is like one of the biggest secrets to filmmaking that nobody tells you when you're spending lots of money to learn the art is that it, you have to have that tribe of people who believe in you and who will elevate you, mm-hmm. but also put you in your place and be like, you're being ridiculous right now. And yeah. to, I, I feel like I have been lucky enough to find those people and it was through the festival in a lot of ways where I found actors whom I love and I trust and people who I know have the same vision as me and people who I know I can count on. And it's unbelievable the doors that will open to you just by being involved in festivals and kind of the indie circuit and life. Oh, yeah. Like I feel like I've, I've created not only just like a network, but a family of people who I really like. Yeah, I think uh, spring of 2023, you guys will be ready to launch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's recorded. (laughs) Now you have to. Now we have to do that. That's actually why we're here to secure the world premiere. That's We can go home now. (laughs) We're all done. Okay, bye. (laughs) All right, great. You guys can't change that. It's recorded. Bye. Hey, everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Krista Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Um, Marissa, I actually want to circle back to something you just said that I feel like I haven't yet had, but maybe it's because I've only been filmmaking um, for the past like three three, maybe a little over three years and haven't like completed projects, enough projects to do the whole film festival circuit a couple times. And you just mentioned how many like talent and, and amazing um, producers, directors, the, the actors that you've met and built a community from. So does that, 
because we all know how networking can feel like. Is it just going to the right festivals? Like how 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 has that come about for you when going to visit festivals or or do you just yeah, like the networking of it because I think we can all like feel like uh do we how do we do this thing? And we grab the the beverage and again, yeah, and you exactly. do the, right. It's all about the walk. How do you be a human? How do we do this? Immersive jazz hands. Um, <laughs> no, I'm with you. I mean, listen, we're all all of us here. Maybe the exception of Vanessa are producers at heart, right? We know how to work a crowd, but and I do. But at the end of the day, I can't tell you how many times I've been at a table and been like. The, just just heard things that like made me have like like as you know like as a as a latino filmmaker as someone who is a, a raging feminist woman you know there have been so many times where i just know this is not the people for me this is not the festival for me this is not mm. people who share my values and in the world we're living in right now it is so scary and hard to kind of draw that line in your own head and be like while I'm a business person and I need to make smart decisions for my career, I also need to stay true to myself. And that's why I am absolutely in love with what we do. Because when I go to a festival along the lines of Renegade, something like Salem Horror Fest or like places where our values are shared and you know that you're in a safe space where people are going to do what you consider right, it makes all the difference because you let your guard down yeah. and it's not just about making money and making business. It's about actually creating that community. So I would rather lose you know the the big time endorsement or the big time deal anytime if the if those values just aren't for me and Mm -hmm. that's why I think Vanessa works as a mentor and as a partner and as someone who's guiding me through this industry is because she's done the same thing time and time again she's chosen integrity she's chosen Mm -hmm. to support the values that I know we both share and Mm -hmm. that's what Renegade is and you're right it's about finding the right group and especially whether it's LA whether it's New York Atlanta all these places there's so much bad and so much toxicity that like when you find something like what you guys have or like what we have you got to snuggle up and just hang on tight to that and keep moving because you'll find yeah. more and more you know it'll grow so just yeah, don't give I, up on that yeah I love yeah. that yeah. <laughs> and I think like I mean it's it, we'll just concentrate on horror because it's kind of easy but this of course includes a lot of genres sci-fi thriller all of that stuff kind of falls into this but um, like you said, it can be very toxic it can be very misogynistic but I feel like there is such a movement right now and I don't know if it's like more LA or I shouldn't say LA, but like entertainment community based, or if it is Mm -hmm. more bigger range, but I do feel like there's a really big movement right now of marginalized voices coming together in horror. Mm. And like, especially with the queer community, I'm seeing it everywhere and it's so cool. And like, I, I have a friend, Ryan Larson, who helps run a, um, online magazine called we are horror which Mm -hmm. i recommend to anybody um they're on patreon four dollars a month you get to read it all it's awesome um but they uh, in their magazine have ads for other you know podcasts or websites or whatever and there's so many for the queer community for horror and i just think that that's so cool that that's such a movement right now you know and i think that it's so great that they're creating those safe spaces for those people to come together and share what horror means to them and share their horror stories that they that they want to write and produce and all of that, you know, I think it's just so cool. Well, and it's about time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think for so long, we can all agree like that this specific genre has been like the cool kids club, except that it wasn't really full of the actual cool kids. Yeah, I was going to say, we were never the cool kids. No, no. But I mean, I think it's finally like the trying to choose my words carefully because I don't, I don't, I don't want this to sound negative, but like Mm -hmm. 
the outcasts, if you will, or or people who were made to feel like outcasts because they never found their tribe. They didn't find their people, Mm -hmm. you know, I think are finally starting to kind of come out, you know, from under our little rocks. And it's like, oh, wait, wait, there you are. And, you know, everybody's coming together now and, and they're doing stuff at least what I see like the, the right way. Cause it's not about excluding people. It's not saying, well, now this is ours and you can't play in the sandbox. It's mm-hmm. we're all here and we're going to make a bigger sandbox and yeah. let's all get in here. And, you know, I'm just saying like, I think it's a very two steps forward, one step back thing. And I think that things like mm-hmm. renegade places that are here to stay and not going to go away. Um, you know, woke is the trend right now, right? You can go to, you can go to Chick-fil-A and get your LGBTQ pride meal, but then they're going to give their money to people who are trying to oppress us. So it's like, there's so much hypocrisy and so much, oh, well, it's trendy to do it. So let's do it. So we can check a box. And that's why yes. I think places like Renegade, people like, um, I have to shout out the people of Nightmare on, on Fear Street here. We were on their podcast a few months ago and they yeah. are LGBTQ creators, people of color, and they constantly comment on the problems within horror and, and again, they, they even teach us like just how far we really have to go, but like they got attacked by a, another podcast who was, uh, two straight white people who came at them and were like, how dare you have a name too similar to ours? And it, to me, it spoke volumes of just how far we still have to go and how yeah. we can't just be re- resigned to be like, well, if Target's selling pride stuff, then we won. Like, I mean, so I think there's a lot of suggestion of, we're going to be here when the trend's gone. We're going to be here yeah. to watch every single moment of this fight because we're invested in it and our filmmakers need us and, and that's our, our vision. So it's like, sometimes I get frustrated because I'm like, oh, cool, please don't spend your money at a big corporate place that doesn't really support you by, right. by indie crap. You know? like, yeah. <laughs> so I think we still have a long way to go, but you're right. We're in a good moment to hopefully progress. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, horror too and again genre films in general things that aren't just in the mainstream is like a great place for more marginalized voices to gravitate to you know because it is something unique it is something that you can do a lot with and really tell these unique stories and I don't I don't know how to word this exactly what I want to say but it's it's more kind of accepted into the general community which doesn't matter in the end, but it's like, you got to take the, the little, the little ends to really make the movement. Do you know what I mean? What, what well, I'm getting at there? I so. think it's the one genre that lends itself perfectly to, to, to I mean, it's allegory, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can take these horrific experiences that people, you know, have in their lives or, or, or you know, that are happening in society and, and express it and kind of work through it through the lens of horror and it, yeah. it's well said and it's and horror has been that way since it began like mm-hmm. I mean this is you know to to throw in Marissa I'm gonna let you take this because I'm gonna bring up your favorite film but uh you know Night of the Living Dead I mean that 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 movie's not about zombies yeah I mean yeah. this is the literally to me the, the only genre that spoke to me as a young marginalized latino feminists living in the hood like it, it always just <laughs> it it resonated and to this day like i i will always go to bat for horror because i think we're we're a lot you know we're a lot more meaningful than people give us credit for a lot of the time so yeah. i'm adding it to yeah. my watch list yeah <laughs> i love horror so yes excellent yeah. no that's amazing yeah. and that's the thing too is like that's another um maybe not a movement, but I, it's something that I think is, is being really recognized a lot more now is that 
trauma can like a lot of people with trauma gravitate to horror and it's you would think it would almost like make it worse you know it's like more stress or more but no it like it really helps people heal and I think that that's so cool it's funny you mentioned that because I used to do a whole podcast about inoculation theory and how like horror is our way of coping with the traumas of society around us and how like if you look at the history of horror films they always mirror the traumas happening in society in the moment. Like for example, Mm -hmm. there's no, it's not a coincidence that the Saw films and like torture porn was big after September 11th. It was our way of making sense of the world around us. And if you look at horror of the times, it's always inoculation. It's it's a way for us to deal with our traumas. And I got to be honest with you, I don't know about you, Vanessa, but nine out of 10 people that I work with in the horror industry are definitely traumatized by something and have worked that shit out through horror. (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah I'm always like god we are a messed up bunch of people but like we're also like not we're we're the last ones to like lay hands on anyone like yeah yeah you know this is how we work it out through through art and through you know yeah storytelling and being able to like put our truth into it which in a way it can feel masochistic sometimes (laughs) And then, uh, but then you're like, I think in general is kind of masochistic. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm dying to read that script, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Because, you know, I can't just, you know, everyone, especially for uh, independent filmmakers, you, you kind of, the, one of the first genres you learn that's like the cheapest to make is horror. And, yeah. and so, I mean, being a lover of the genre in general, I'm like, I always wanted to do it, but it, it definitely made sense for Tessa and I to make our first feature length in that kind of micro budget capacity. And we both love yeah. psychological thrillers, but I was like, I can't just write, you know, I still just can't write something if it doesn't come from some sort of real experience that I've like had in my life or struggled with or trauma, of course. And yeah. <laughs> let's call it that. And, and yeah, I, I, once I like really nailed the theme, I love that you guys both brought that up, that it's, um, it's something that we, we just end up finding healing through the story and, and mm-hmm. being able to that is how the genre itself is created is just, you know, real life stories and it could be just amplified or the allegory. That's what you said, Vanessa, just beautiful Mm -hmm. words from both of you ladies. (laughs) Um, um, I'm glad you like them. I only have a few. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. It, It really well put because that is, that is what, you know, writing for me has been. And, and I love that we can, can find, ways yeah ways to heal or make others feel less alone is is another big one for me it's just like you know you're not the only one and like yeah like you know we can we can talk about you know these themes Mm -hmm. yeah I think it allows you to kind of face those demons safely yeah you know yes 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 exactly yeah you guys are saying what I was trying to say so much better (laughs) thank you for, (laughs) for articulating no, you you made the point. It's so true. Yeah. And it makes me that much more excited to see whatever you guys do come up with as a final product because I, I just think yeah. that it when your heart's in it and when you're telling a story that matters to you, it's always going to be so much more beautiful and you know meaningful. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, that comes through. Always. It always comes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah, it's I mean, like important to stay. I love that you bring up stay true to yourself and like who you are and what you want it. Cause it can feel scary. You can feel because you know, it is gonna be judged at the end of the day. Yeah. 
But if you're true to you, then it doesn't matter what anyone, whatever criticism is coming. It's like, no, well, this is authentically real to me and what I feel. So, you know, and it's subjective. I mean, listen, I've seen so many films that, you know, on the surface, you can be like, that's a good film. This is not a good film, you know, but when you know that the artist behind it has passion and they are passionate about this craft, like you can throw all that technical shit out of the window and fine, maybe it's not a great film, but you can feel that passion mm-hmm. and the love for it. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. And I will always support artists like that yeah. because that. to me, that means more to me than somebody who's got all the technical stuff down and they know how to put together the formula just right to make a film. But if there's no passion there, I'm like, okay, so what? You made something, it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like, everybody's going to always have different opinions on any film, right? You're either, some people are going to like it. Some people aren't, but like you always think like, Oh, well, like objectively, is it good? Like, even though I don't like it, I can say if it's good or not. No, even that's going to be a different opinion from everyone, you know? So you can't get caught up on that as a filmmaker, (laughs) first of all, because you're just going to be disappointed, you know, but. Oh yeah. And I mean, I think the goal is never to achieve any type of perfection, like Mm -hmm. create the thing, learn all the lessons you can from that thing and then when you make the second thing it should be a little bit better and not it doesn't necessarily it needs to be better in your eyes like it needs to be it needs to show better is the wrong word growth Mm -hmm. growth is what it should be there should be growth yeah and I think I I think it really does stem like go back to doing it for the right reasons because one of the things that I have loved about working in a partnership with Vanessa is we will not hesitate to walk away from something if their values don't align or if it's not a good environment for us, like mental health, physical, whatever. And yeah. and I am so proud to be a part of that because we have prioritized our vision and our beliefs and also what is best for us as human beings over yeah. anything. And that's why I will, you know, fight on any hill with you because I know that you're in it not to be a rock star or a million. I mean, you are a rock star, but like well, a millionaire or, yes, <laughs> but, but like, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I did the trying to make the money thing and I never felt truly at home in those kind of arenas. So I'm, I'm proud to be in the one I'm in today, you know? And you're, yeah, you yeah. are only going to profit more. Like you said, like more doors will only continue to open because more, you are so like specific then to who you are and you're, you're like the people you want that it'll just attract. Like I firmly believe that. I think so too. It attracts the right 100% people too. I agree with you. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Which is, it's, yeah. it's hard to be inspired and want to mm-hmm. do your best and shine your brightest when you don't feel honored. Mm-hmm. to be there yeah um well, well said. yeah and I and I think we've all you know was probably especially as women um have experienced some level of that where you just feel like oh okay I you have me here because you were checking a box and mm. I'm the box and okay well what do I do with that now <laughs> you know <laughs> and I mean it's happened before like we've we've I, you know, had a film at a huge, huge horror convention that I was like, oh my God, I can't believe we got in this place. It's like 60,000 people. Like, this is going to be nuts. And then I was like, oh man, I was a fucking box that they checked. And then then felt completely disrespected there for many reasons. And was like, well, all right, you're on my shit list. I'm going to go now. (laughs) Yeah. You know, name a character after you and kill them off. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
Love that's it. how that's how you get revenge. <laughs> that's how filmmakers cope, y'all. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, that's I'm I'm so glad true. that Guru Geekscape Guru Matt Kelly hooked us up because I feel like you guys are totally on our on our same vibe and like I'm so excited to to hang with you guys because you guys are totally like minded and yeah. I'm pumped about it. I feel oh, like absolutely. every door that opens, you're like, yes, this is right. This is going to be a good relationship. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. And that, again, that's like, Matt Kelly just got that, got that vibe right away. Like I was like, no, he's good people. Like this yes. is like, I don't care about anything else that at that point, because you just know you're going to like, yes, the being able to be with on this show with you ladies being connected in this way that he like connected us like, Yes, that's that's the kind of connections that will continue to grow. And to speak a little bit to what you were saying, like, I think it's important to tell people, like, remain open, because I think it's really easy to kind of get discouraged and jaded when you meet people over and over and over and you're never finding it. And it's like, oh, I just want to give up. Like, my people aren't out there. I'm just I'm going to go crawl back under the thing and stay. It's like to try to stay open, just try to recognize those signs like earlier. If you, if you know, like, okay, I'm in the wrong place. These are not my people. I'm just going to walk away and open a different door. Yes. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. You say that. I'm sorry. Cause no, 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 Marissa, go, go, go. You want to go? Oh, okay. You sure? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I'll be sure to cut you off at some point. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Please do. Cause I feel terrible. I didn't mean to. (laughs) No, I'm terrible at that. I'm literally the worst too. So (laughs) we're perfect for each other. Um, No, I was just saying when I, when I went into this official partnership with Vanessa, I had just come off of losing um the biggest win I had ever gotten as a writer I had our screenplay for had been chosen we were moving on it was like it was happening and one of the people who was involved in it kind of just threw the whole thing for a curve and we wound up having to lose everything and I I had walked away I had all but um I had had so many licks to my writing and you're right it's like you when you meet the right people like Vanessa's always elevating me and being like I want to read that I can't wait to read your stuff let me let me help you like she's always like you know like we workshop each other's writing all the time it's like such a truly safe space where I can be like I'm better for this and I'm so glad that I didn't I didn't walk away because I would have missed this amazing opportunity and you know I I feel the same way Aww. oh look at us next stop matching tattoos I'm in. <laughs> Vanessa you you just said this too uh the sooner the better like you feel that way about you know a certain group I I agree like I've yeah. gone in and the, and think of it if you're feeling like you're constantly being kind of tugged around it and just not meeting the right people d- don't don't look at that as a bad thing if that keeps happening no. really look at that as a way for you to get practice at you know staying strong to you and what you want I've gotten more specific I've you know people in the pod knows like I've been like trying to do the whole freelance producer thing slash like am I really gonna have money but I'm not worried about that anymore (laughs) yeah opportunity opportunity but it's taken time for me to be like no, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I don't, I don't want that. Like, it just doesn't feel right to me to just settle for, for X, Y, and Z. And like, I've just gotten better at being stronger about what I do and what I want. So if you feel that way, <laughs> listener out there, that yeah. it's like actually really good that you're going through that then, because then you're mm-hmm. just getting more specific and you're feeling more passionate. I end up being more passionate then about what yeah. I want. Well, and I think it helps you figure out what you want, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, I, I am guilty of um, 
I'm always like, oh, what if I'm overthinking this? What if I'm just being, let me give it some time. And I give it sometimes way too much time. And I'm like, oh, I should have walked away like a lot sooner. And the older I've gotten, the better I've gotten about knowing what I want. I also know my worth and right. Your your mid twenties will do that for you. Yeah. And, you know, no, it's, so it's easy true. to want to be like, oh, I just want to help them out because I like them and they were nice to me and it was yes. cool. So I'll do this for you. And then you start doing, you realize like, okay, people are taking advantage of me to where like, it's okay to say no, or to demand something in return to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll write you a script, but it's going to cost you, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and yeah. This- you want me to come on board? I'll give you a, you know, I'll consult and give you a day for this, but like, you're going to have to hire me and pay me. Like you do the rest of these people. You can't just use me amen if you're trying to charge me for your services you could fuck right off (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) and i find that when i'm on the right team like i'll go and do more for that producer you know even if like i'm not being paid for it like shout out to sushi uh that's what we call her krishnan um on the short film that i'm on right now her team is just so stellar and i just it's, it's been like my real first experience working on a team other than me and Tessa, <laughs> but yeah. I just immediately, we talked about, again, like the kind of stories we love telling the, the, you know, empowerment that behind marginalized voices and that's what we care about. And so we came together and I'm like, and the East coast. So it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it doesn't oh hurt when it's you find those people. It's always a good thing. So I'm glad I like made space and I've gotten really good at just like, again, at the interview process, feeling it out really quick rather than like, yeah. Cause I've been in that situation too, Vanessa, where, okay, I'm like, I really like this person. Like I like the person, but maybe the team isn't great. And that's right. just not, and they're not paying you, which at the end of the day, like, we still, still do need the money. Which and, <laughs> there's different ways of, of, of paying people. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's quick to jump to say, oh, it's got to have some sort of monetary value, but there is other kinds of value. And I think mm-hmm. as long as whatever you are putting in to your work or a project, you know, that, that, that value is somehow being returned, you know, absolutely. Um, like when you say you're paying in exposure, it's only actually exposure if it's not just your personal YouTube page that has two followers. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Clearly you know, you've I mean, been it's... on the Jersey Ghouls YouTube page. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, we've experienced stuff like that with the fest where people will say, oh, we're going to give you coverage and we're going to do this and this and this, but you need to give us, you know, we want, we want rooms and transportation and passes. And I'm like, but you have no engagement with your followers. So you're really coming out ahead. Like it needs to be balanced. And, yeah. I, and I think balance across the board in life is important. You, you got to have balance. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've made some pretty gangster moves as far as like being like, oh, oh no, like <laughs> white dude um, who gets lots of credit and is super famous. We don't want you. We're going to take right. the no name LGBTQ person instead. And we're going to yeah. bring them, yeah. you know, like, and it's, it's so easy and tempting to sell out. Like I've been noticing that more and more as I get more and more involved where I'm like, these people are offering us X, Y, and Z. It's like the devil is just sitting there and just wants to take, you know, and I know, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to keep it real. Right. We're not gonna, but we're you know, if no. I, that, I'm yeah, just going to really go amazing. ahead and call it though. Like if we get any, like I'm, Brad Pitt's allowed to come. <laughs> no, I'm an okay. <laughs> I'll allow it. You, can, you know what to say, buddy? He can stay with me. That's I'm just willing to make that sacrifice. <laughs> if he's, you know, that one's, we'll let him through. We'll let him through. Yeah. <laughs> for, sure, for sure. But like all these things you're talking about, like 
knowing your worth and finding the people that you want to be connected with and all of that, like that all comes with experience, you know, it, yeah. you, that radar of like, you know, getting through, figuring out who the bullshit people are, yep. <laughs> like that's built with experience, you know? So anybody that's discouraged listening to this, like, I know when I first came out here, I was like, oh, I'm a people person. Like I can network. Sure. No problem. <laughs> and I would like go to film festivals and feel so fucking awkward and like oh, not know what yeah. to talk about. Yeah. And it's now it's like, okay, well now I have a production company. So I've got that to talk about for myself. But even if I didn't, I would know like, okay, well, let me go to this film festival because it's horror centric. And that's something I'm really interested in. So at least I know I'm going to have shit to talk about with these people, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's, well, and you like, just yeah. hit the nail on the head, like go to the things that have value for you and that interest you. Like, yeah. I mean, I remember, I think it was 2002. We had a chance to go to Sundance and I was like, Oh my God, Sundance. This is amazing. Like, I'm just going to go and hopefully I'll meet Wes Anderson and like life will be great, you yeah. know? And, but at the same time, I was like, well, what, what was that going to do for me? Mm-hmm. Nothing at the time. Cause I had not, you know, so I think it's important to find things that really get you excited. Like yeah. if there's, and it doesn't matter how big or small it is, like just do the stuff that excites you, that ignites that passion within you because yeah, you'll have stuff to talk about all night long. Yeah. Tessa's yeah. really good at that. I feel like we call her the mayor of <laughs> Los Angeles. Yeah. Cause like from, from her East coast peeps that come here and everybody she meets and she's so good at like, yeah, find, going to finding cool things, events that are not even film related guys, like just like yeah. finding interests and people to connect with. She's such a great connector and communicator and like really just embraces like all these cool things. Like, which is amazing yeah it really is I love that I love that so much and that's something I I admire about her she's really good at that well Well, that is the best person to be around (laughs) because I mean you're gonna have adventures constantly throughout your life then you know and that's gonna be awesome just go out and do the things, guys. Like, yeah, me. I am no do fucking all the guru at like talking stuff. to people. I just go do things. Yeah, just go do the things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do, them all. do the things. Amen. Talk to the people. You'll get better at it. I promise. I have not always been like a good communicator. Well, and apparently, so. uh, people find uh, social awkwardness quite charming because I've somehow been able to roll for quite some time. <laughs> oh, we have we have built an entire brand on social awkwardness, and I think we're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely no I love this I'm so glad you had it on and that we could just like literally just talk shop and talk yeah. about yeah yeah like so fun what you guys are doing so for our listeners where can they stay up to date with your film festival like where yeah, all the handles just pimp yeah well film film festival and also individually like Marissa if you want to take a minute to talk about Jersey Ghouls too and yeah. you know everything that you guys want to share Thank with you. our listeners mm-hmm. yeah Marissa, you go. What? What? She's <laughs> like, you look Marissa. so ready. You were like, okay, and Marissa. No, she was like, I was like, oh, she's gonna kill it this time. No, um, I do the same thing. I do the same every All intro. Right. Tess is like, are you going or am I going? I'm like, you. No, I go second. I go second. <laughs> I wanna. You sure? Would you do Renegade though? Because you're that's your baby, bro. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you go first. Okay. So, uh, RenegadeFilmFest.com is our official website we are on facebook twitter and instagram um because that's where the cool kids that, are 
that is where the cool kids are uh <laughs> type in renegade film fest will pop up and also we are accepting submissions through the end of this year so if you yeah. still have a film a script a short a full feature whatever go to filmfreeway.com and submit to the renegade film festival we are running a special discount for back to school because you know those supplies they get expensive those calculators my kids need are like 300 <laughs> bucks um, <It's> true. <laughs> what's our code versus poor uh, be I, I think it's uh <laughs> hold on you talk about more things because i don't have it on my face oh right okay now. i'm sorry i you usually have you're usually like the one who's actually got i'm like, usually the shit together yeah. yeah like i'm the one who's like you know <laughs> in the corner can't remember it's, anything uh, too cool for school but it's two. the number two no. and cool is with <laughs> And then the number four and then school with the K. Remember that socially that. awkward part we were just saying? That's... <laughs> we'll type it out in the show notes. That's what I made. But that's this through when I made the code. But that, is... <laughs> but that is our discount code for the month of September. That's awesome. And um, yeah, make sure you follow us on social media because we are going to have so many fun announcements and so many big reveals coming up for the show. We are so excited. The event itself is going to be March 3rd through the 5th at, yes. in Marietta, Georgia. Yes, we're at the, at the Strand Theater. Okay, yeah, which is so cool. And Marissa mentioned it earlier, but uh, we did get uh, the blessing from Bloom House. We are going to be screening Freaky on Saturday, March fifth. Uh, with a special Michael yeah. God, sorry. Kennedy will be there. No, yeah, with um, some other people that we've not officially announced yet, but soon because we like to tease Ooh, people. That's right. <laughs> that's exciting. Yes. Um, yeah, and yeah, as far as I go, besides the Renegade Film Festival, I am the uh, second half of the Jersey Ghouls. So if you are into horror, we kind of take it from a half academic, half very comedic fangirl kind of way. I tend to try to bring out all kinds of great themes while my partner talks about the quality of the boobs in any given movie. And we, uh, <laughs> we just like to have a lot of fun. And uh, we actually just dropped an episode with uh, the director of Friday the 13th, uh, Jason Goes to Hell, which was amazing. Thanks to Vanessa. We had Adam Marcus nice. on. We occasionally have cool guests we hang out with all our other podcast friends and we have a good time so yeah check us out at uh, yeah. any social media platform and on any podcast platform you'll find us at the jersey ghouls thank you perfect <laughs> thanks for listening to fem regard podcast if you like what you hear tune in every friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals we can only grow with your support so please subscribe share rate and review you can also join the Fem Fam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.